Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and bagel of destruction, Alex Dandino. <laughs> All right, before today's amazing, exciting, multiplicitous episode about this year's, uh, our favorite Oscar contender this year, A Little Business. People, if you would like to support the show, if you enjoy what we do, you like what we're working on over here, and you want to support the show and help us grow the show, please go to our Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Not only is it the best way to help us grow the show, you also actually make your voice heard uh, in the content that we are creating. Every month, you'll get a vote on the movies that you would like us to cover in our ever-growing Patreon-exclusive library. If we do an event, like perhaps... In April, wink, 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 you'll have access to the full event. Um, you can get commentaries, feature-length commentaries. We've been doing those. are fun. We have a mini-series, Tales from the Griff. It's everything Tales from the Crypt, and many more on the way. Lots of ideas always flowing. You can even get us to program a double feature just for you. So, again, not only is it a great way to help us grow the show, uh, but we appreciate it very much uh, that any of you support us. But it is the best way to help the show. Uh, it's the best way to make the show better for you as well. So it's a win-win, hopefully. So thank you for those of you who already do. Thank you for those of you who are about to as well. The YouTube Film Alchemist, you want to see these domes, see these hot, big face, kind of big face. We're kind of big face people. So a lot of face to take in and enjoy. A lot of hair, a lot of face. That's us. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. So much hair. One of the hairiest pods in the game from the neck up. <laughs> Body down, I'm pretty light. Uh... <laughs> Me too, for some reason. Yeah, Weird. so we just not we use it where it's necessary, way. right? Like a good filmmaker, we put it where, where it can be seen on the screen. That's where we put our resources. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's where the money is. That's right. That's where you put money. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're on all the socials. Get at us on social. That's the other thing. You can join our Discord if you're on Patreon. We have a good time over there. Yeah, man. And uh, something free and easy you can do, right? You can't do money. We get that. Times are hard. Everyone doesn't have excess cash to throw around. Something free and easy you can do. We're asking this year. Not only just leave the five-star ratings and reviews on every podcast app you listen to the show. That helps us defeat the algorithmic oppression. The algorithmic Jobu Tapaki, right? That helps us defeat the algorithm. Correct. Something easy you can do, man. If you love movies, you probably have at least one movie-loving friend, family member, whatnot. Send them an episode of the show that you enjoy or about a movie that they enjoy. We'll take it from there, but we want direct contact growth, guys. That's what we're working on this year. We've actually already seen some good results from those of you who've been doing it and let us know. So thank you very much for that. All right. Although that was an award-winning intro. True. Today we're here to talk Oscars. So this is a thing we're going to do every year where we pick our two favorite Oscar movies and we talk them out. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the Banshees of Anna Shannon. Anna Shannon, however you said it. Banshees of Inner Turn. Yeah, that fucking episode. It's fucking um, great. Great fucking movie. Enjoyed talking about that. This movie is, to me, the best movie I've seen in years. I would have to think back pretty far to a year where I think this movie should not have won every award ever invented. Um, so, of course, we're talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. I think in this year especially... This movie obliterates the competition, just obliterates the crowd as far as what it achieves from a craft and narrative level while still maintaining to be so strange and unique and uh, blanketed in genre. 
But not only that, right? So I went and saw this movie when it was coming out. I was very excited. This movie is making a ton of money. It was one of A24's biggest per theater movies until mm-hmm. I think The Whale just passed it, weirdly enough. What? But, yeah, whatever. I'm pretty Keep sure going. The Whale just passed it on a per theater, right? Neither here nor there. All right. I was sitting in the theater, and I took my mom and her husband, right? And they were, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, what the fuck is going on? When yeah. I, my wife watched it, she leans over 30, 40 minutes in. Am I supposed to know what's going on? I was like, no, man, just embrace the ride. I was in the theater and like I was struggling to watch the movie at times because I was crying. I was yeah. just crying. And those of you who heard the Jersey Girl uh, commentary, you know that I'm a movie crier. That's why we don't do tear jerkers on commentaries anymore. I, okay, I didn't know you were gonna do that with Amy because like I, I, I try to be available for those. Sometimes we just can't pet, fit them in. I'm so happy I was not available to do the Jersey yeah. Girl commentary. Like, well, so when, happy when you are available, it's no tear jerkers. That's the rule. <laughs> Amy filled in last second. I let her. It was that or Kiki's delivery. Both would have made me cry. Yeah. Um, so I am a prodigious movie crier. But this one, I wasn't crying because of the movie itself. Right. There are definitely scenes that are emotionally uh, wrecking me. Mm-hmm. I was crying in the theater at the fact that this movie existed. Yeah. To me, this was a very spiritual throwback to the, the young Griffey who just knew I wanted to make movies, just knew that movies meant an awful lot to me, right? And never really had the words to explain to people why they meant so much to me. And I think as our culture is moving, I don't know if we're moving away from movies, right? But it seems like different forms of content are becoming king. This was a moment to sit and reflect on why I love movies as much as I do. Um, and just the fact that this movie exists, period, and just the fact that it is up for awards and probably is going to win a lot, I think is an absolute fucking miracle. I think this movie is an actual cinematic miracle. Alex, opening thoughts on everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, like, it's just so rare you see something that hits you this hard. Like, for me personally, it was one of those things where I I remember just the first trailer. I was like, yeah, this is going to fucking take it there. Like, there's no way it yeah, can't because the, the trailers were kind of kitschy. I thought it'd be fun. I was like, not prepared. For me, it was <laughs> like because like this is the thing that's deceptively. This is the thing that's disarming about Daniels, uh, the directors. So if you saw Swiss Army Man, like Swiss Army Man sort of does a similar thing in that like the trailer was so like kitschy and kind of goofy and kind of weird. That movie goes to places that, and it's nowhere near what everything everywhere all at once is, but like it goes places no. you do not expect it to go emotionally. Facade wise, very- similar actual, what it achieves is not even close, but yeah. Right. But, and again, like this is what I like about seeing directors like keep getting because like the daniel like daniel started in music videos and what it's all turned down for what (laughs) right dude like one of the greatest videos of my life what i like about them is that they keep leveling up as they go do these movies like i think swiss army man's a really hard movie to make and they were like yeah we're gonna fucking make this movie everything everywhere all at once is a very difficult movie to make oh my god and just like but here's the thing there's plenty of people who can go out and make difficult movies. The absolute love and passion and beauty that they like just inject into this entire, every aspect of this movie 
is so awesome that like I, I love the I love Daniel's ability to take the simple things like a googly eye, a fucking everything bagel, like these tiny iconographies that like are just commonplace in our world and make them something so much more important than we even thought about. Like, no, that image, I think that is a lasting piece of cinema. That moment where Michelle, Michelle Yeoh takes the googly eye and puts it center of forehead. Like there's something about that. That is like, that's never not going to be like a, a clip and like a super, a super cut of movies that came out. That was also a special moment for me. Cause that was actually one where, Hunter was sitting next to me watching, and he's like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, it's fine, man. Just ride with it. And he saw the googly eye, and he goes, what's the point of that? Like, he thought it meant superpowers. And I, I had to explain to him what symbolisms were. <laughs> right? I'm but like, she's seeing her reality beautiful. in a new way. That's it was so a, beautiful, though. But that's what I mean. That fucking googly eye is going to mean a lot to me, because I'll remember that that yeah. moment. Explaining like, to him, like, the symbolism of Godzilla and shit. It's that but kind of thing. You, you fucking crushed exactly in your explanation of what, what this movie is. Is It is the unique and personal that infiltrates this hard-to-make movie. So not only is it just buried in genre, right? It has hard sci-fi. It has you know kung fu, martial art, all this kind of shit. But in the very middle of that, this is what separates it from Swiss Army Man. Is at the very middle of that, there's a real fucking narrative that right. everyone can sink their teeth into. This concept of you feel the pull of Jobu Toposki because you're worried that in your life you've made so little of it mm -hmm. is a universal truth. So while Avatar is probably the hardest movie to make of the year, eh. very much like its <laughs> titular Blue Fool, it is hollow and empty. Yeah. Right? So your technicality is going up, but your fucking heart and soul is going down. This movie is a massive leveling up for the Daniels in telling an actual narrative with actual emotional value and stakes. And right. so the fact that they, they are able to level up and do the fun genre, you know, killing people with dicks and jumping on butt plugs while never losing focus on that, that emotional core. Right. And to get someone to finance. I mean, this, this movie is, is a series of how the fuck were they able to like, pull that off? I think this is the other thing about, this is why, this is in my opinion. This is why A twenty four is probably one of is probably the best like shop right now in the business. Is they're willing to take those kinds of chances, and it's not even a chance you take. You just look at the filmmaker like that's the difference because we do live in this world of, and it's okay. Like I, I don't have a problem with franchises and big movies. Like it's fun to go to the fucking movie theaters and yes. see these things. Okay. I don't have a problem with any of that, dude. I just saw Cocaine Bear. Like I'll watch yeah. anything that's fucking fun. Why the fuck would you not go to the movie theater to watch a movie called Cocaine Bear? I was just right. talking with someone about this last night. Like, how okay. does that like So Bad Parrot Award of the Early Year? I took I Hunter I and Logan. My eight and five year old, because I thought I'd be more bear and less cocaine. So wrong. So, <laughs> so now I told them they have to refer to it as Sugar Bear. So yeah, they were attacking sense. each other. My five year old has a broken arm. He's going, Sugar Bear! Ah! He's like jumping on the other. <laughs> So I was like, but, even though I'm the worst parent in America, I would like to know if there was a kid who is, because they have to be like three and a half, almost four to Logan's age. Right. You can take an infant, but they're not processing. Like, what's the youngest comprehending kid who saw Cocaine Bear opening weekend? I bet Logan is in the running. Yeah, probably. He's cool. in the he's in the, the top but, echelon. But like, <laughs> A24 is this like, 
it's sort of like the vibe from um, the 70s mm-hmm. when uh, Paramount started putting out movies like The Godfather and shit like that. Like, there's that feeling that I get when I see an A24 logo come up. I'm like, oh, something crazy is like, not like, oh, it's going to be nuts and absurdist and uncomfortable and hard to watch. It's more right. just like, oh, something really cool is going to come out of this. Like, something yeah. will happen in this within this con within this context of this company something cool happened and right. everything everywhere all at once is those swing movies you take where it's like shit right why didn't like people watch that and don't go why didn't i think of that people watch that and go i got to think of something that is so cool like that's what i right. love about the movie is creatively you watch it and you're like that is so much fun why why yeah. can't i like try to be- have that much fun making something and then right at the center of it, actually, like for me, because my wife, my wife's first generation, uh, my wife's first generation Guatemalan, who lived, her parents came here from Guatemala. Something that I'm just not in touch with. She was like, "There's a lot of generational trauma story at the beginning, yeah. like the behest of this film." And I was like, "Oh, absolutely. that's a very that's in that's, and yeah, like you can pick it up. It's just it's super interesting. There's so many great pieces to this story." Right. Well, that's the thing, right? Even a twenty four to get to that point. Even when they start being a little far up their own ass, you at least expect <laughs> to see something unique, something that is trying to say something, right? And when it works, it's spectacular. Right. And what I what I loved about this movie is I there are some movies you see and you're like, fucking god damn it, I should have written that. I could have written that. Right. This was a movie I was like, there's no fucking chance I no. could have written that. I Not that I can't thing, sit like, down and write, but there is so much that the Daniels put in there that is so specific and idiosyncratic. Ah, specific, mm-hmm. I said it, not you this time. Well done. It is so idiosyncratic that it it's just it reeks of their own thing. While it feels like an homage to all these other kinds of visual movies we like, yep. it is so specifically them. And I think that's when these kind of movies just soar. Is when you're like, I truly could not imagine someone else could make that movie. It's a perfect blending of what they do best from writing and directing, right? The style the style of the movie, I think, is what people will remember the most, right? Sure. Like, this one, I think, is a lock for best editing. Those transitions between realities are fucking seamless yeah. and There's beautiful. no way, if this, if anything else wins best editing, I'd be like, Nah, not a chance. Well, like, even, you know, people who like to around. shit on the Oscars always say that those categories are most. It's not best editing, it's most. All right, even on that, this should win, right? Still like, should win. <laughs> it has fucking both. Marvel. Most yeah. editing for sure, definitely best. <laughs> yeah, they actually met the way they jump betwixt timelines. So let's let's start on the actual kind of story of what's happening, right? Sure, sure. So essentially the movie, the genesis of the movie is Evelyn Runs a laundromat, right? She's at odds with her her daughter and her daughter's girlfriend. She thinks her husband's an absolute good for nothing. Right. She takes care of her dad who can only shit on her constantly. Yeah. And she's being audited by Jamie Lee Curtis, right? This is this is the world that we are plunged in. A real trifecta, if you ask me. It's just we we walk in on that day, right? And I love the opening shot, right? Where you see the three of them in a mirror singing happy. That hard cut into the harsh light of daylight reality, yeah. right? And we cut to her just buried in financial statements and bills and receipts. Mm-hmm. And the pacing of this opening, right? Because this is another thing, too. This movie is two hours and fucking 20 minutes long. Yeah. I do not think it sags. I have some friends that think there is, like, some 
redo stuff in the middle where they were just redoing beats. This is a movie that I did not sit there and say, God, they should have taken this either. or that out. I, I yeah, felt no. it soared. But this opening of just, it's like the, you know, the crab on the bottom of the ocean, right? Every so often something else is on its shell and something else. Right, and yeah. the weight of watching Evelyn begin to crumble before we get to that elevator, I thought was just wonderful. So at, what did you op- open me up with your, your thoughts on this beginning of the film? I mean, it's just this, it just starts perfect. I don't know how else to describe it. It just starts perfectly. Like yeah. for a movie that's going to get so complicated and not in a bad way either, but a movie that right. like has to take like massive swings to take you there. And I'm talking like, not just like, oh yeah, like time travel and like weird shit like that. Like my wife, I came home and Andrea was watching Interstellar last night. Like I'm not talking about like random stuff. Like was she depressed big, or I don't know, <laughs> but like she going through some shit. I'm not ta- I'm not like big swings and stuff like that. I'm saying like <laughs> technically, aesthetically, and thematically, you have to like start going through like some really hard shit. It starts in this really like almost matter of fact way. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it still has these weird Daniels quirks. That's exactly right, though, because this is an important element because the strangeness of the house that we are about to build. Yeah. They give it this absolute rock solid foundation. Yeah. I think that is is the the key to the whole movie, right? Because even Evelyn begins. So Evelyn's in the middle of an audit and is confronted by Alpha Waymond. And, and has specific proof she's putting she follows the instruction we'll get to that in a minute she right. starts actually jumping betwixt realities there's no moment where evelyn is going this is crazy this can't be true she's just like you're fucking up my audit like she's so matter of fact right. evelyn buys into this as if it's just another day another task that has to get done <laughs> i think that's such an important choice that she's not so fucking overwhelmed right i think if someone came to me right alpha amy and she's like, here, you got to, you know, chop your pinky toe off so that you can jump into the world where, you know, you are an animal performer at SeaWorld. Wait, what? Yeah. What is this? I think I would be shut down. Evelyn takes this in stride because she's used to dealing with hardship. Right. And so you- I think that that foundation, because even as it gets weird, this movie always has a firm tether, no matter where it jumps, to the struggle of Evelyn and Joy. What's her husband's name? Wayman. Wayman, that's right. I already got it right once. But those three are always <laughs> tethered, right? They're always connected to her in some way. So yeah. I think that allows you to let the weirdness wash over you, right? This is one of those movies that an average member who's, like, not in for this kind of story, like my mom. Yeah. Which is not true. My mom actually sees more movies than anyone I know. She loves film. She but does, But th- this man. is a hard one to process, right? If you're not into, like, science fiction and this and that. And they do a good job of explaining, but I think it's that that early foundation, and this is just a fucking person who's at their wit's end, right? Right. The divorce piece, right? There's all these little fucking moments of trauma for her that I think no matter where it goes, right, to Rakakuni, to Hot Dog Fingers, to the rock world, we're still fucking have our feet in Evelyn's reality. Right. So I think it's crucial myself. Yeah. I mean, I think that, tethering any emotion to specifically like this evelyn this ev like i think this is the thing is like the worst evelyn as they say 
Yeah, you're, yeah. Like, that was you, fucking. Alpha <laughs> Wayman's like, you're the one who's done the absolute least. You've had the most dreams annihilated. That means you have potential to do cool stuff. I was like, damn, dude. There is this like, <laughs> but seeing this is like, this is the thing that I really like. This is the part that like that moment. I remember watching it uh, the first time with Andrea, and I was just like, "Ooh, I feel that one." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "There's no way that this is, this has got. I am got to be worst, Alex. Like Alpha Alex is gonna be so disappointed." I think I would kick the shit out of tons of other griffs. No, I I I know that this is you know I know that I'm doing worst, Alex. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's one of those things. (laughs) I mean, I don't say I would be like at the top of the rankings. I think I'm a middling griffy. I mean, I think you're. I think you're tops, personally. Oh, uh, there you go. See, you know, I wish, it, like Waymond, I wish you could see you how I see you, Alex. It is one of those things where, like, the the nihilism versus existentialism argument that goes throughout the movie, like, that was what really hit me. Like, and that's what made me cry a lot is how much I related to Evelyn. Like, not that I'm like some. I'm not. I look. I'm a white guy. Like, I'm. My life has been fine. But sure. it's one of those things where you're like, I also live with a. I live with a rain cloud over my head. I know I do. And it's one of those things I've always tried to work on. But I know what it feels like to sort of sit there and be like, I don't think it's going to get better. Like, and I don't know how to make it better. And I'm trying really hard, but I don't know how to get out from under it. Like, those are the kinds of things. And I think when Evelyn starts, when the, when the, when the verse jumping thing starts, not when it starts, but basically once the, once the scene starts happening within the audit is when I was like, this is this is it's not hard to watch it's just like it's more intense because emotionally i was like i think that this is gonna i think this is what's gonna rock me it's no this i mean woman but, trying to get out of right. her life and this is kind of the secret power of the movie right is although it is so notched down right to where it's it's so specific to who these people are yeah it's so very easy to find this stuff in your real life Agreed. Right? And that's the... It's not just... You don't write characters blankly so everyone can fill in the void, right? That was like a Stan Lee thing about Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man works because everyone could be in the costume. Right. I think, strangely, this works the exact same way. Everyone can be Evelyn. Right. Right? And what I think works is because she's so fucking put upon. When he grabs her in that elevator, she has that flash where she sees from birth, the first thing she sees is her father's disapproval. (laughs) Through the rest of her life, right? Building a life with Waymond, having a daughter, and now here. The moment that I think really sat on me this time is why does Evelyn switch her shoes? Why does she follow the... This is a huge, crucial moment in her reality that we've seen so far. If this audit goes tits up, they're going to lose everything. Right. Right? Beyond the fact that there could be like financial crimes, like fraud, this and that, whatever. That one little moment in the elevator, right, where Wayman shows her that there's something else, right? Some change, something that could have been different. She starts, during the meeting, switching her shoes, doing this and that. And we see the reality fracture, right? And then all of a sudden, she's in the two different worlds. The moment, though, that I think is the most fascinating is her fighting with Jamie Lee Curtis looking down at the handwritten instructions why do you think she chooses to switch her shoes 
Doesn't it seem like a, like the Evelyn that we've seen so far would just be like, this is nonsense. You're distracting me. She pauses and lets herself have a moment of fantasy. Why? I think this it's sort of like, to me, it's always been part of that. Um, the way you basically access the, you do something that is outside the norm for mm -hmm. yourself, like the version to access your, to access your like other self, essentially. Right. I think it goes in line with that. Like you switch your shoes. That's, that's what, that's how I always read it. You switch your shoes because it's how you want to step outside yourself almost. I, I don't know. Like that's, that was what I always assumed it was part there's, of. There's such a cry of desperation in that moment that even this like by the numbers, hardcore can't even be emotional with her daughter just tells her she's fat yeah. right just very stick to it gotta get this done no time for fun and games right it's right. actually what she hates the most about wayman sadly i think in that moment she had just a fucking flash of a better life and was willing to do something silly have it not work and be even more miserable because to her she's like what if it's that fucking what if of this movie that just, I think, because that's what I was also telling Hunter because he's watching it. And I was just like, well, man, you're, you're young. And like, hopefully you don't have that many regrets yet. Yeah. And I was like, as you get older and the characters in this movie are even dramatically older than we are. Right. right. The, the weight of carrying those regrets that she's like, even in the middle of this moment, I won't pay attention. I don't care if I look like a fool. I'm going to fucking take a shot. To just not be me for a second. Yeah. The desperation of that moment really hung heavy on me today. I think that. I think that that is exactly what it is, is just. You're supposed to sit in that mm -hmm. and feel because, yeah, like we always feel there are always. I think anyone who doesn't admit to themselves, they feel a little stuck sometimes like and it doesn't matter who you are like, you know, yeah. I mean, we like these fuckers on Instagram that do the like, push through, push through, yeah. wake up every day, kick ass. It's like, yeah, man, like I, I get it. Yeah. It's like, easy enough that, to do certain things, but like, you know. That's just not me sometimes. There's and a I whole think emotional that that, reality that they don't take into account. <laughs> and I think like the, there's just a key to the casting as well that makes that so accessible for everyone. Because mm -hmm. if you'd cast like. It's interesting because I guess originally they had written this for Jackie Chan. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I think like this movie, it doesn't work that way. If Jackie Chan is the lead of this movie, because well, he like, hit such we a all level know Jackie of Chan. mega star. Yeah. Right. We all know who Jackie Chan is in yeah. that way. Like now I don't know about you. The things that I remember Michelle Yeoh from are crouching tiger and Absolutely. tomorrow never dies. Those yeah. are the two things that I those are the two things I always remembered her from. And then obviously she's done a bunch of shit like Sunshine is the one that I remember in my in my later life is the thing yeah. I remember from more. She's M she was always stuff. in stuff and you're like, fuck, she's awesome. Yeah. Like I never sought out a Michelle Yeoh film, right? Like she never no. hit that level of stardom in my mind. Right. But like every time you saw her, she's just great. So there is something about that's the thing. If you put a big star in either of those roles, right, whether it be Wayman, whether it be whoever, it, you lose this. It loses the grounding we're talking in. about. Yeah, I mean that's that, the thing. You have to, especially Wayman, right? Oh yeah. I mean he hasn't worked 
is an actor in decades. Yeah. You know, his his speeches during award season have just been devastating. And he's like, people just quit I'm, calling me. Like, I just, I, I think his... one of them I watched was him and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And Brendan Fraser had said to like, hey, we're still here, man. And he, he talks about it. I think it's, uh, Key, Key was just like, I think, I think it's over for me. That dream is gone, right? He was a right. choreographer and like still working. Yeah, no, he did a lot of stunt choreography for like right. a lot of Jet Li movies, I think. But his dream was to act yeah. and that shit was gone. And all of a sudden comes this wild movie where he gets to play multiple roles. He's and he is to me, right? Michelle Yeoh is just fucking amazing, right? Everyone in the movie is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. He is the right because later you see that in life, right? Like just the fact that she was able to find someone who could love her for who she is. Brings her that, back from the bagel. He is the absolute emotional core of the film. Oh, 1, it's Evelyn's story. It's Evelyn's story with Wayman as this like gooey yeah. center to like drag us all back into oh, like because when he's things so get fucking good again, he's so good. The, the other scene, like there's two scenes he has in this movie that I'm like, that's undeniable. Like there's no way this doesn't wind up in like super cuts of greatest supporting <laughs> actor performances forever, which is. That yeah. when when he does say like I, in another life I would have liked to just you know I sat thought that maybe Brennan Gleason could have won. You're right maybe. though that moment because it's intercutting between because in the other universe where she's the movie star right she's essentially playing Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. There's this slick dick Raymond right who looks dude, cool he, as fuck. Dude, he's so fucking the transformation. Right. I'm just like I'd fuck that yeah. guy for he sure. He went from like <laughs> happy us. To like slick dick Wayman. Just coolest. And there is this this intercut they're doing, right? Is she is becoming her Evelyn's becoming her own Jobu Tapaki. Yeah. She's splintering off. And herself. she's saying nothing matters. And Wayman is there. And so normal Wayman, right, is doing the like, hey, stop. She stabs him, right? He turns her I'm gonna cry. There's a scene where they cut back, right? And there's like a bunch of guys who are trying to fight Evelyn. And he's just standing in front of her. Like, he's going to protect her after she just stabbed him. Yeah. Or he got stabbed. I don't know if she did that. But. And he just I think goes. right before. He goes, just stop. I know you're all fighting because you're confused. He's like, I'm confused every day. Oh, my God. And they're cutting between brave, normal Waymond. Right? And then slick dick Waymond. Just being like, maybe your dad was right that I'm too naive. He's like, I'm not naive. Right? This is how I deal with it. It's a strategic decision. And he goes, yeah, in some reality, I would have loved just doing laundry and tax with you. Dude. And then you see him between her and those people saying, please just be kind. I mean. Just be kind. Even when, when I said that Brendan Gleeson should have won, I revoke that. If he does not win. <laughs> right? Like, this is it. I, like, if he I doesn't really win, like, it's a fucking fraud. Him he, standing that, that in between alone, everyone. That scene where he's just. I mean, and yeah, like, these two moments are intercut. But yeah. Him just like and then even him turning into kind. Alpha Wayman and filling his fanny pack with rocks and beating everyone's ass. I'm like, he could not have been cooler it's in more ways. Character in the whole goddamn movie, and this is a movie filled with awesome characters. Yeah, but he's just like this, like emotional core of like it's gonna be okay. Like, and it's hard. I remember watching that and just sobbing. Like, I oh. did it again when I watched it again yeah. because I'm just like, I did just I talking about it. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here just like. 
tearing up because I'm like, I need someone like, like everybody needs someone like that in their life. As to Evelyn say, said, the okay. universe was nice enough to send you someone kind and understanding. Yeah. Who appreciates you despite your flaws. Some paraphrasing of that. But it's like the universe just sent you someone kind. And no matter what reality you're in, if you have that, if you have a Wayman, so... any version of Wayman, it's worth pulling back from the everything bagel. It's one and of he the great just, he characters. Fucking, if, if Wayman doesn't work, this movie probably falls apart. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? there's no... He's kind there's of the no linchpin character. Like, everyone has to be good in every role. And I get Evelyn's sure, yeah. character. But you don't... Again, this is what... Separ- Swiss Army Man was a short film that they pulled into a long film and just kept doing the same joke. It never manifested yeah, yeah. into anything kind of more right. than what it was it until, like, to the, the very end. last. It gets Wayman, to the end and, like, you're like, whatever, but... Yeah, I was already so checked out that even yeah. the reveal at the end, I was like, all right, that should have been a 30-minute movie maximum. <laughs> Wayman in this movie, it cannot possibly... You cannot remain unengaged Yeah, when watching his arc in this film. Or Joy's arc, even. Or or Evelyn, right? Because Evelyn, Evelyn grappling with, right? As we see all these different Waymans, right? Evelyn is grappling with and making the choice that she wants to go to the movie star universe. She's willing to risk cracking her pot, right? And yeah. Wayman's like, no, no, don't ever do that. You'll blah. There's a line in there that is fucking devastating. When she goes, I was so happy there without you. I wish Wayman could have seen how much better it would have been without him. It's it's mm. unbearable, right? It it just is an absolute I think heart rip. And and then to see that uh, not that well long, but not that long later where Wayman is standing in front of this woman he wants to divorce. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, you cannot remain emotionally unengaged even when people are jumping on butt plugs. That is a, a I don't think we will No all one has been able to achieve that ever. I think that's one of the things, the best movies, it's so deceptively, they make it seem effortless yeah. to achieve this thing. I'm telling you, like I just watched Babylon, right? Mm-hmm. All fucking oh, 18 hours of it. Wow. Good Babylon <laughs> to me is like Jared Leto's Joker, right? Instead of being, it has to tell me what it is constantly. Yeah. Right? And I was like, who is this for? Like old ass people who are loving like 1920s Hollywood and orgies? Like- I'm confused the demographic, but it, it felt like it never became a real movie, and it was just them telling me, hey, weird stuff, weird stuff, weird stuff. It's not easy. It's not easy to take it to those places and keep people emotionally engaged. I, I, I don't think most of us, even those of us who have created screenplays or worked on movies or whatever, fully appreciate what they did. I'm going to... I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a single movie that exists that could have made the emotional, the, given the emotional weight and impact that this movie has, that also has a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh are lovers with hot dog fingers. Like, there's not a fucking movie in existence that could Doing pull, that Angels in the Outfield mating day? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like the the it's and it's not even one of those things was like oh that's just weird for weird sake like in another universe like oh they're together and they love each other and this is like how evelyn decides like oh like i can fix the sad like when like when she starts going through and fixing all these splinters i can fix this person's sadness like 
that's beautiful and fucking absurd at the same time. And like that mesh in this movie is seamless Mm -hmm. and it's almost impossible to make movies like that. It's, I don't know how else to describe it other than almost impossible. And it's absolutely incredible. That's the kind of, again, that's why I wouldn't say this loose loosely, right? It's an actual miracle that this movie became what it is. Yeah. Right? I mean, just the the solid fact of what it is. Right? It feels like... It's this thing. The movie has a chance to die a thousand times. Right. There's so many people and money involved. And once money's involved, people who have opinions and... I mean, anytime you see a good movie, it is a miraculous achievement. Right? Yeah. Even with all the money spent, like, a lot of good things had to click in place. This, this one this specifically... Is a- it is almost mind blowing to me that I can yeah. see someone in an Elvis suit kill a man by confetti vomit with giant dicks, and then cut to Rakakuni. Um, I mean, and then a fucking bagel, a bagel, at a the bagel, center of the, a bagel with literally everything on it is kind of the great world-ending event. I mean, it's you say it out loud to someone who's never seen this movie and be like, "Hey, I have this idea." Right. It's got kung fu, butt plugs, uh, you know, karate, IRS audits, multiverse, a raccoon working with the chef, and they'll be like, shut the fuck up. Right. You've had enough. Go home. I'm going to get you an Uber. <laughs> right. Well, like, and it's was, perfect. Right. And Daniel, and like Daniel Kwan said, it started as a throwaway joke. Like, they were literally like using an everything bagel as a placeholder. I'm like, I mean, why change it? It's this, <laughs> it's this it's absolute this symbol. synergistic place where all the things they've been through and all the craft they've learned and all of the things that make them funny or unique or whatever, it all found this perfect vortex of synergy yeah. where no matter what they were doing in this movie, I mean, this was an all-cylinders movie. To me, you were like, every single fucking thing worked. The biggest complaint I've heard was from our friend Sam, who always finds the most interesting critiques Here on movies. Here it comes. And his big critique is he was like, the hot dog world was pretty dumb. And I was like, well, I think it was supposed to be. Yeah, and he I said, in a bit. world where people evolved to have hot dog fingers, the world should have evolved with them. The piano should have hot dog finger adaptations. I was like, Fine. Good for you for barreling past what we're doing and focusing on stuff like that. Slam. Sam always gives me good ones, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's quality. I love watching a movie with Slam. He's the only guy where it's like, I have no fucking clue what he's going to say when that movie's over. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) We've been to enough theaters with him and we've seen a watch enough movies. He's the way it's I think what it is for me is the way Sam explains his point of view. He's like, duh, you didn't think of that. He's not wrong. He's, he's not, not wrong at all. He's not wrong. <laughs> but what a weird thing to take away from the film. It is my favorite <laughs> thing when he's when he gives his explanations. Again, it's always just like, you didn't think about that? Idiot. Like, there is this just like twinge of like, come on, you're better Again, than that. Again, he's not wrong. Maybe he's, he's not working, wrong. Maybe he's Alpha Sam and he's working on a I higher think, level. Than is that possible? Do we live in the universe with Alpha Sam? That's awesome. Is he the greatest Sam? I think Alpha Slam might be the. He's this the is the Alpha, Alpha Slam. Slam. I'm a middling Griff, and you are the bottom Dandino. I'm, I'm worse Dandino, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is a weird universe. <laughs> you procreated and found a wife. You can't be the worst Dandino. 
I mean, I think I'm like. There's got to be a Dandino that never got out of like the screamo phase, and just like lives yeah. on a piss soaked couch somewhere. And he's like, me, I'm still sick. Me. Yeah, that probably happens. There has to be. It's impossible yeah. to believe you're the worst version of you know yourself. What's, you know what's interesting? Because like you do start because they talk like you have a job, that, you have a career, you can't be the worst Dandino. The reason the verse jumping starts happening, like the way they describe it is basically like every single decision that's made creates a infinite separate, amounts you know, of infinite amount of universe. Yeah. So I th- it's interesting because we finished the movie and I thought about that. And, like I really started thinking like, hmm, there are like these like I was thinking about these other decisions that I had been faced with in life like early on, like cause I'm only 36, like my life's not over or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm only 36 and I've seen. I've made like probably like three strategic decisions in my life that are like that. Cause it's funny you say like screamo Alex. Cause I'm just like, I could have not gone to college and like, yeah. I could have maybe stayed in Aurora and like, cause I was oh, still yeah. in a band. I'm like, I guess there is that reality that would have happened that I would have tried that. Oh. But I think that's, that's definitely worst Alex. Right. But you have a pretty clear idea in your head. Everyone does right. Anyone Absolutely. who's quasi introspective, you probably got the top five, at least maybe 10. I'm like, man, I would change that. That one thing. And what we all do, which is horseshit, is we think if I could go back and fix that one thing. Really, we just did the premiere for our new short film. Right. And me and my buddy, the director, were talking afterwards. And it's like, man, if I could go back to like first day of college, it wasn't that I would study more. Right. It's that I would have fucking pressed it. Yeah, I would have said, who gives a fuck about all these other classes? We've got access to all this gear, which we never had. Yep. Let's fucking make a movie all the time. I would have been shooting all the time. The thing is, Same. to go back and change... About Time did this really well, right? When he went back to save his sister and he came home to a new kid. Right. You can't change something in your past and come back to just be exactly now, but like better. Like yeah, I can't come back and be like, oh, now I'm just me with like respect and millions of dollars. Right. That's not right. Like, if I had made a different choice, this version of me would be dead. Right. Right? And so what this movie's postulating is that this version of me is still out there somewhere. Right. Every choice branches into two, three, four, whatever. And I thought that was really – they and they didn't bog you down with it. No. We don't need I, to do a great explanation of why are there pinata versions of them and there are still right. humans hitting the pinatas. We don't need to know about that. It's just What I visual. like about – what I love about this movie is they don't get hung up on this is not like hard sci-fi where they get hung up. We're not doing an in-game thing where we talk about time travel and how stupid all the other time travels are and then do a time travel. Like yeah. this is literally like, hey, fucking this in-game. is the tr- this is the first jumping technology. Yeah. This is how you're getting out of here. This is how we're doing it. This is what you have to do. Someday like, when we cover the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, we'll get to I'm that. Gonna fuck- we'll get to that but that's what i loved about this whole thing is like it's you know it's like an old <laughs> it's like an old bluetooth headset and it's simple you do a thing that maybe your real self wouldn't do in this universe and it alerts your other self that something's different like right that is that's a deceptively simple device like i love the mechanics of this i oh, think i mean awesome. when when Evelyn and Joy start fighting and they go from like prison to crayon drawing to pinata to, you know, ancient Japan or China, wherever they are. 
to rocks. It's just amazing. How about the scenes yeah. of Michelle Yeoh where she's just screaming in front of the camera? They they have it on Reddit. I saw someone who pulled every frame where it's like Evelyn's grapes, right? Evelyn's a chihuahua. I mean, it's it's amazing. I love this. But again, it's the it's the shifting realities, right? It's not just that she's getting new powers. It's just the idea that somewhere she's a, a pizza spine spinner. And somehow right. that's supposed to be worse than what she is now, right. right? Somewhere she's a hot dog finger lady. That's worse than what she is now. And I think <laughs> what the movie's reminding us is that's what I told Hunter at the end, too. We were having, like, deep movie talks. I go, the trick of the movie, because he loved the pinky finger. He's like, oh, I want the buff pinky. That's where I'd want to be. Right. And I said, Hunter, the trick of this movie is you're supposed to realize there is no worst Evelyn. You're supposed to want to be in the reality that we start the movie in. Yeah. That's where you're supposed to end on this movie, right? As they say, is Jobu Topaki's like, ah, oh, everything's useless and, you know, eventually it'll crumble. We have but a few specks of time. And Evelyn says, right. then I will cherish those specks of time. That's the trick of the movie. Is this is not a wish fulfillment like, man, I wish I was yeah, movie no. star Griff. You're supposed to ha have a moment and say, what I have is great in its own way. Yeah. It's this. It's a beautiful it's a really, place to land on in this movie. I think that's the most important thing about just the storytelling in general for the whole thing is to not just like, oh, accept your life as it is, but like. Cherish. Yeah. You're, you're like your life is cherished. Like it's a cherished life. And I, I, but every reality has terrible things that we just yeah, don't spend. Time it doesn't with. change anything. Like, right. like shifting to another reality doesn't make doesn't make doesn't make your life any any better. This is something then you just actually, have that reality's problem, right? Right. She she destroyed her daughter and herself in the first reality, right? So it's like they're I not mean, all great. Well, like this was exactly. I mean. I don't know. It's sort of it's it's one of those things. I actually this is like the ending is something that I sort of wrote. I wrote a, a comic book a long time ago that will never get published that I had this. I had a I had an ending where a character was like, we could go to a multiverse mm -hmm. and be happy there. And like, that's not the point, because like, it, again, like it doesn't matter. Every single place has its problems. You can't just decide right. And if you that, go, you're bringing that shit with you. Yeah. You can't just decide that your baggage is left behind. Like, you bring whatever you take with you. Like, that's a – I think that's the hardest thing for people to accept, especially adults, is, like, your baggage is with you forever. Like, it's not it's, – and it's not necessarily – like, it can't yeah. just be a bad thing either. And I wherever think that's you like go, you'll pick up more, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. being alive. What this movie is telling you is every decision you make is a branching moment. Think yeah. about how many decisions you make every single fucking day, right? I'm in a weight loss group right now. I've lost the easy fat weight. Now I'm like in the like, it's going to be harder, right? Right. You have to start counting calories. And you're like, every fucking day when I do that, you're like, every fucking bite of food I take is a decision that is either making me back to hefty or will bring me one step closer to uh, skinny and sad, right? Instead of fat and sad. <laughs> and it's like every mo a day you make hundreds of decisions. The way you yeah. talk to someone. Do you respond to a text? Right? Like, every day you have X amount of chances to change your reality. So what the movie's saying, the idea that there's somewhere out there a perfect one where every single choice ever went the best possible way is ludicrous. Right? Yeah. And I think that's the thing, is that this is not wish fulfillment. 
This is reality affirming, right? That even in a world where things are not good, and again, this goes back to, to Wayman, right? He got the extra meetings. He was nice and made cookies for a lady. The Evelyn was like, she's our enemy. He's like, well, I'll talk to her, right? When she breaks the window and everything's going down, she's going to get arrested. How did you get that, right? Because she comes yeah. back from the Jobu world saying, there's my silly husband making things worse again. Right. And he gets her off the hook, out of the cuffs, and he just goes, I just talked to her. That's it. That's and then it. she has these flashes of her silly husband who makes everything worse. And then, I mean, just some of the funniest shit. Just watching him be happy. Like when he puts yeah. the googly eyes on the bat or the ball and he like runs away from her because he wants to enjoy. <laughs> it's so fucking endearing. Yeah. Um, He's, it's the best. It's the it's those little touches of those little things oh, like that. So good. When she kisses no. him at the end and it's like they haven't kissed before. God damn. So good. Oh, okay. So we've made it this far. We gushed a lot about that. We have not barely touched on Jobu Tapaki. Oh, Joy. Stephanie Sue. She she's unbelievable. Dominates this fucking movie. Oh my god. Dominates this. Movie. She's so good. Like not it's... only is she good as like the daughter who's put upon as her mom passes down the trauma yeah. from dad to her. That intro of her walking out of the elevator in like full Jobu Taposki Taposki Tapaki Tapaki uh, regalia, right? She's essentially in an Elvis suit with fucking giant rubber dicks. Masterful. Yeah, that is some fucking metal shit, man. Like there's uh... just the whole like she starts semantic battling him. Like you're saying I can't, I can't. You don't want me to, and then she kills him with confetti and dicks. <laughs> She makes it's, the one guy like the Chiquita dancer. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking she, great, dude. There's so much absurdity to it yeah. that the like, and again, it's like this whimsy underlying some pretty gnarly shit. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> she's literally going through and just bursting these people from the inside out. Like I, it's the switch for me from joy to Jobu. Oh, like great. they all are really good at those switches. Yeah. She is. And, like, she's been sort of criminally underrated throughout the entire award season. I'm glad she got an Oscar nomination. But, like, yeah, she is so fucking good. I wonder who else being... is in that category now that you mention it. Well, what's weird? Jamie Lee Curtis is in that category. And I'm like, Jamie I Lee like Curtis Jamie... is awesome in this movie. She is very good in this movie. She did not need to be nominated. I don't think she needed to be nominated. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Stephanie Sue is just, like, She's she's unbelievable. And like oh, to go that's from this the like, one. So Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Carrie Condon, yeah. Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis, Stephanie Sue for everything, and Hung Chow for the whale. That is a fucking stacked category. Yeah. I gotta say, like the hardest thing about that. The odd man be out in that category is a hundred percent Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I think the hardest that is probably the hardest category this year, to be honest with you. Like, because I thought yeah. Hong Chow was fucking unbelievable in the whale. See that I would vote for Stephanie Sue or Hong Chow. Am I saying that right, Sue? Anywho, I think so. That those are but my I, votes. Angela Bassett is barely a part of that yeah. Black Panther movie. I, she's good. My vote, that feels. I mean, she's very good. That feels she like is. A, you know we have not recognized her for a long time, and that needs to be rectified. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So that but, one, that one's fine. Carrie Condon and Banshees is like they're all great performances. They're all great performances. But who this steps is, again, up? Like 
I feel like the Academy too, they 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 usually lean older. Cause the thought is they'll get another shot. Which is not true all the time. No, it's not. And I mean that's the hardest thing is just like I thought I mean like for, I thought Hong Chao I would was I would do Stephanie Sue for sure. I thought she was unbelievable she was in the too. whale. But Stephanie Sue, like there's something about the way that she did joy, particularly. Because yeah. the beginning of the movie and then the end of the movie, like there the scene when she's driving away crying, that was I was like, Man, how many like I think about like like a lot of the times like I think about my wife and I think about like a lot of people who a lot of a lot of women who have mothers who are just sort of you know it's sometimes on very their hard ass to, all the fucking time yeah that moment there I was like that might be it like that is it, it's hard it is a hard right. category this year because man there were some Honestly, fucking killer performances I don't think it should be that hard I think Stephanie is way the obvious choice for me. Again, I understand Angela I'm, Bassett. Those are the two I'm, where I'm kind of like, all right, I'm with. I'm that. pretty. I'm pretty split between Hong Chao and Stephanie Sue. Like, I'm just saying, if I was voting, phenomenal. who was the best this year? But the Oscars are a lot about narrative, yeah. and Angela Bassett should have had multiple nominations by now. More than Angela she Bassett should have won like four times. I think. Yeah, she's point. wonderful, and I, I have no problem with her winning. But yeah, I just don't think she was as integral to the movie. As I think Stephanie or Hong I was I was talking to someone about this like like the year Black also, Panther. Also, I'm biased against Marvel. I'll put that out there too. Yeah, I'm very biased against Marvel. I, I was talking to someone about like Black Panther seems to be like kind of the only Marvel movie that gets nominated for anything other than like technical awards, and that you know deservedly so. That first Black Panther movie is great. I think that, but it's also one of those things. The way I described it was like everybody like. Marvel is like uh, pizza in New York. There's like no place you're going to get shitty pizza in New York. Like pizza is good all the time. Like pizza is pizza. Um, but like Angela Bassett in, an, in Marvel movies is like pizza from Chicago or pizza from like Detroit. It's like, oh, oh that's different. Shots that's fired, very tasty. Man. Fuck your East Coast pizza. But it's like, oh, that's different. That's very tasty. Yeah. So you're like, oh, cool. I really enjoyed that. And like that's what makes it different. And again, not to say Angela Bassett's a bad actress. Also – but she's so much better than a lot of the Black other Panther, actors. Black Panther, both of those movies spend the time wrestling with things. Yeah, like right? actually going through like narrative Not like, just, emotions. It's hard to be a punchy guy. <laughs> it's hard to be an ant. Yeah, there's right? like actual emotional stakes in. Why the Black can't Panther I be Doctor Normal like everyone else? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Anywho. But, but Again. she is, to me, the scene of the movie that I, I will remember back for her is when they're out at the car, right? And Evelyn's having her pig, like, finally she gets it. And she right. just runs out and she's like, good for you for figuring your shit out. She's like, I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking tired of all this, right? Yeah. And um, she talks about, right, how we're all these, like, specks of shit, right? And, like, every every discovery makes us smaller pieces of shit. And it's all terrible. Um, she's like, it doesn't make sense. Let's go our separate ways. I'm fucking tired of this. Right? Yeah. You know, to which her mom answers back, like, you are getting fat. This and that. Like, maybe, like, let's pull that out. Right? Like, maybe let's not insult yeah. her right now. We don't need to pile Maybe you've on been like on that, the lesson but... of, like, you know, not fucking trashing other people's reality. <laughs> but what she says is, 
is that I would choose to be here with you no matter what reality yeah. it is. I want to be here with you and your dad. Um, She tells her, she's like, this explains why you still came looking for me. Even though their relationship is fire and ice, you still came looking for me. Right. Right. And I think those moments between the two of them, right, where it starts to feel real. Yeah. Right. At the start, when they just like that, that car scene at the start to that at the end. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, let's actually talk about this. Let's deal with it. And her as Jobu just like walking to the stair again, costumes. Amazing action amazing her saving everyone by being kind to them amazing right right and she finally lets joy go she lets jobu go right and she starts falling into the black hole and then she does the you know like i would choose you no matter what and they she reaches back and they grab each other and they hug in the base reality yeah and the joy's just like what what now and the mom uses the nihilism as a weapon to do better, which I thought was a really nice choice where she says, we can do whatever we want because nothing matters. That freeing yourself from all and joy is so fucking wonder because when we see Evelyn, she's already been kind of hardened by this shit that her parents put on her. Right. Right. Like when she tells her dad when he's in the robot suit, how could you let go of me so easily? How was that okay with you, right? You didn't fucking fight for me. You didn't care about me. You still don't. You still just judge me. And she's like, you know, it's fine that you're not proud of me. I finally am. So she is unhinging her baggage. Right. What is cool about the Joy character is we are watching the start of this calcification. We are watching her hit that pivotal moment where it's like, I'm going to go out an adult. And if you can't fucking get on board with this, you're out. We're watching yeah. it happen in real time and hope that at the end, it's not going to be as bad. Like just it's, hoping against hope. I mean, I think that's the, to me, that's always, besides it being grounded in this reality, the message of the movie has always been, how can you, it's not about like what's happened. How can you change? How can you change going forward? That's just a, it's a beautiful sentiment for right. parents and for, Anybody who needs it. I think that's like the right. Well, even James Hong getting that moment where he's like, girlfriend. Yeah. And then he gets pushed around in the chair. You're like, she was so worried about what Gong Gong would think. If you're just honest with him. Yeah. Just say fucking enough. Do you want to be part of my reality or not? He likes this, this girl. Yeah. Right. His old world, like mindsets or whatever. Right. Like even when Evelyn's like, Joe boo's why joy's gay. Right, right. It's like take that shit out, man. Take that yeah. out. Just be like, a part it of these matter realities. Why? Like, right. yeah, like live in this moment. Don't try to like. This is something I always like. Something I always talk about is like borrowing trouble. Like I have a lot of trouble with that in my own life, which is like I catastrophize. I wait for. I'm like, well, my stomach hurts. I must be dying. You're like those are the things for sure. Hypochondriac, like those things. Since I've had a kid, it's very hard for me to start letting go of those things and not doing that because like if you do that you're never present and i think that's the thing that i love the most about everything everywhere all at once is what it teaches you is for, what it teaches you from a story perspective is just be present and be present in like the moment that's here is the most important not 
five or ten years from now. Yeah. Like, you can't predict There's what no world is. where you are a legendary Super Saiyan or whatnot, right? Yeah. This is what you get. Cherish it now, right? Be the rock that moves, right? Keep fucking going, man. Um, and again, I'm sure there are some people that this movie is just not going to hit for them. Yeah. Or there are things that aren't going to work. To me, this was... It was like a reawakening. Where like you start watching a lot of movies, and especially doing this pod, we do a lot of episodes. We watch a lot of stuff where it starts feeling like you have to. Or you're taking notes, you're writing bits or notes, like how can I say something clever? You start getting pulled away from the actual reason why we are all cinephiles. Yeah. That transportative, magical thing. You start getting pulled away from that. You start getting cynical. Or you're like, I'm a screenwriter, I can write that better. This, Whatever the fuck is yeah. happening in your life. When those movies come along that just fucking snap you out of it. And you're like, if I had to tell a god or aliens, right? Like Cthulhu, why did you give so much time? If I'm defending my life like Albert Brooks, right? why did you watch all those fucking movies? I would say because every now and again, I would see an everything everywhere all at once. That's worth yeah. everything to me, man. Um, Agreed. That's it for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, wonderful cast, wonderful directing, amazing writing, stunning effects Beautiful. and editing. This movie. I hope it is, wins everything. This movie is essentially perfect in every single fucking. I way. don't give a shit about the Oscars normally, but I really want this one to win like everything. I actually this really movie care won about the, the uh, this year. yeah. If the film Alchemist gave awards, this would be crushing all of them. Oh yeah. 100%. An absolute stunner. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. It is on Showtime, I think, if you haven't seen it. Paramount um, Plus. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's Showtime. Paramount Plus pretty, is Babylon. But. I think it's on Paramount Plus as well. Okay. Well, wherever you can find it, I hope really you do. Find it. Yeah. Watch it. Use your Just Find app to figure out where it's streaming. Uh, enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy the Oscars. This is our first post, the Slap Oscars. I know everyone hates the Oscars viewership's dipping again. This is also like everything to me. I just like to have that night where people are talking about the love of movies, man. Um, that's why I like the Oscars. Even if you don't like Alex still, you can enjoy the movies, man. Thank you for doing this, Alex. <laughs> I love every single thing about what we do here. So right. Personally, because we're not the Academy. I'm not the Academy. And I know what I, I'm not the Academy, and I know what I like. And again, like the Academy should just appoint me the Isaac of the the corn, and let me do nominations and all that, and this all be solved. This is sort of why, like, I think a lot of the time I um, this is why a lot of the time I don't like the Oscars, and this is part of like growing up is something we talked about like a long time ago on the pod. Is like everyone in film school goes through that period where you're like. Spielberg sucks. Spielberg's a hack, like those kinds Unbearable. of things, which is ridiculous. Unbearable. And everyone has to have, like, whether it lasts, like, two weeks, a year, whatever your business is, like, you have to go through it because yeah. you're a douche, and that's that's how you, un that's how you undouche yourself. Every person is pretty douchey in some ways. Yeah. So that's how you, like, start to undouche yourself. I think for me, I'm coming around to the fact that it's not me that's going – like, I'm not going to change the Oscars. So, like yeah. – might as well just get on with it. So, like, you know, again, I don't have to necessarily right. participate, but this year you hate the I Oscars, wanted to participate. But if you see Brendan Fraser win an Oscar. This year right? I wanted to participate because great movies got nominated this year. So yeah. that's movies the, that I, I really felt liked. like the top 
like the best picture had some nominees in it that didn't really do it for me. Agreed. But down the ballot, there are amazing races. Pretty quality. Like, pretty quality. Like that best play. supporting actress. I mean, you could throw a dart. Yeah. As long that as you miss Jamie Lee Curtis. Hard. Yeah. As long as you miss Jamie Lee Curtis, it would be right. <laughs> like any of yeah. those women are just crushing it. And this Agreed. is a really tough year. Um, but yeah, just great movies. It's a night of celebration. Who knows who's going to get fucking smacked this year? It's going to be, it's going to merge I, with the slap professional fighting league. Kate Blanchett will certainly run yeah. on stage and slap someone. Well, no, so. I was going to say the Oscars should merge with Dana White's, the slap competition on TBS. Oh my God. Which ironically debuted, but a week after he smacked the shit out of his actual wife, yeah. marketing ploy or terrible marriage. We'll have to see. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Dana White could host and just be smacking everyone. Maybe that's what they need, right? That was the the buzzworthy Oscar moment of the year. Uh, neither here nor there. It's all about the love of the movies here on The Film Alchemist. If you love what we do, you love movies, you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. The best way to support the show also allows you to have a voice in what you hear on this show. Uh, we appreciate it so much, uh, all the support, guys. Thank you. Five-star ratings and reviews wherever you find us. Socials, the YouTube is Film Alchemist. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. And if you'd be so kind, hit up a friend. Hit up someone you know and see if they'll dig the show too. We appreciate you guys so much. Have a wonderful Oscar season. Be kind, even when it doesn't make sense. Be kind, even when you're scared and confused, which is every waking second of my life. (laughs)